Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of In the Spirit of Horse. My name is Mosey Truitt, and I am very sorry that this episode is quite a few days late. Uh, pretty unexpectedly, I ended up just not being around any computer for around four to five days, uh, which has been really weird because I, I've traveled and I've um, had to leave you know, before with this podcast, and I've set it all up to post anyway, but this was very unexpected that I just wasn't near a computer and couldn't, uh, couldn't post the episode. So, um, thank you very much for being patient. And next week the episode will come out on time again. Uh, but yeah, thank you for being patient and, you know, better late than never, especially for this episode, because I don't know, the, the idea for it came to me kind of over a couple of days and then I was having quite a weird day. And uh, I just got this big uh, rush of energy that I wanted to record this episode. It starts out, you know, us kind of trying to figure it out and me being in a, um, a little bit of an interesting place. Um, but it really becomes an episode that I am actually really, really excited to listen to again because I, yeah, I just like where it went quite a bit. Um, and this episode I recorded with my amazing, amazing friend and incredible musician, Lily Misher, who, like I said, is a fantastic musician and artist and uh, also happens to be my roommate here on the ranch and uh, has been my best friend for so many years. This week, we talk about feeling our feelings and embodiment, which also goes into topics like being in the present moment and being true to ourselves and uh, how that really affects our relationship with the horse and kind of the parallels between um, things that we've gone through and things that horses in general have gone through with disembodiment. So it's a really, yeah, it's a really interesting topic that I'm quite curious about right now and I'm really diving into. So without further ado, let's just jump into the episode. You guys have waited long enough. Thank you for being patient. Um, I'm so happy that you're on the podcast finally. Um, in case you guys don't know, Lily is actually the one who wrote the theme song to the podcast, which is called Horse. That was me. You just heard her music. It literally just faded out. That was me. Um, (laughs) and Lily is just one of my (laughs) absolute best friends and, uh, also Milo. (laughs) That's okay. Um, we have a dog in here with us. Um, but yeah, Lily, I've been wanting to do a podcast with you for a long time, and today I kind of had this thought of what I wanted to record. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I couldn't think of anyone better to record it with, because I honestly, whenever I'm like dealing with this, I kind of look to you. Oh. So the notes I wrote uh, basically all have to do with um, feeling our feelings, so not in, always easy. No, not always easy. And in context, like I'm going to bring it back to horses, but I really want to start first or come at it at a kind of different angle 
about just, um, I think so often we consume a lot. And I don't just mean like consume um, like physical stuff, like buying things or like eating things, although it can be that too. But there's a lot of consumerism and like we start to get upset and we go to Instagram and we're consuming so much content and we consume, um, we consume with busyness. We consume with a lot of distraction and, um, you and I are both into minimalism and I think, you know, the idea of minimalism in a very physical sense, uh, is like to buy less. Uh, but I really think that, um, it also applies to our schedules and what we do and how busy we are and how much room we make in our lives for feeling and for actually yeah. being and being instead of doing which is something that I talk about with the horses a lot about making time to be with them instead of just do and do and do and I think I'm starting to really embody in a different way um, a new level of what it means to be and to make space for feeling in a way that I think helps you be a lot more present uh, in your whole life and especially with the horses. Yeah. Um, so I want to talk to you about it because I I know we're both not perfect and I know you think that uh, that you said earlier that you're like looking at your own feelings and emotions in a new way now but yeah. um, <clears throat> I really think that you're one of the most feeling people in my life yeah. and um, I always... Whenever I'm having a hard time and I want to numb with like all these different things that I could consume, uh, you're the one that kind of reminds me that I can like slow down and feel. So yeah, I think uh, I think um, approaching things from a place of embodying feelings, like at the end of the day, that is something that we're that we come here to do um, in our lives and and just to feel all of the things that there are to feel. And I think that's like a really crucial piece to human existence that we've kind of um put we've kind of been conditioned to put less importance on that Uh in our upbringings um but it's something that I I mean we all struggle with and that I kind of have to come back to again and again and like we're entering a water season right now so (laughs) so obviously Scorpio season (laughs) yes Scorpio (laughs) season um so feelings do kind of come up in a different way but but really learning to be, uh, or being open to learning how to be um, fluid with, uh, with the change of feelings, with the messiness of feelings, with the, the chaos of feelings, but also the peace of feelings is um, something that I find to be very poetic and beautiful and important, um, but also easily distracted from. Yeah. It's interesting because I do think it's like kind of this undervalued thing. Like, you know, that yeah. we value doing so much more. And so the reason why this also came up for me is because today I've been just like so sad and like having a really like feeling day. Oh, <laughs> I didn't know. <laughs> I have, it hasn't been bad, but I realized like, it started yesterday a little bit. I came back from like this road trip that I was on and in the car I had this moment where I was like, uh, Nina, our friend said to me like, um, 
she made a joke about like either should I continue to numb my feelings or should I or am I ready to feel them to yet? you or to me and to, it would just kind of like yeah. in general and it made me think about um in that moment I was really like am I ready to feel my feelings or am I going to go to get a snack from the gas station <laughs> and I really was like realized that that I didn't really want a snack and it was really because like I wanted mm. to do something or like wanted to like fill something and so today I've been trying to like practice like what is it to feel my feelings like what is that I don't even sometimes know um sometimes I do but sometimes I don't and I decided today to just like try like moping around like what did I want to do I kind of wanted to mope Mm -hmm. so I moped and that made me get a little bit excited because I thought about um you being you have talked about like when you're feeling um different things you like sit on the porch and just like feel them and that always blew my mind because I'm like it's not really a conscious thing yeah I'm like how does she do that how does she just sit down and on the porch like I feel like I'd go crazy but today I kind of like had more of a understanding of how Hmm. you might just be with your feelings and that maybe it's less work than I thought because it's literally not supposed to be work yeah, I like to say the only thing left to do is nothing. <laughs> but I don't, I, I it's interesting because I have thought about with you and I've, there have been times where you are kind of going through a, a big emotional wave and you'll say to me like, what do you do with this? Like, <laughs> what do I, what am I supposed to do with this right now? And it's not. I don't, I mean, I'm really not an expert, but, like, I, I don't always know if it's about not having to do anything. Um, right. But it's it's not, it's about allowing the feelings to just kind of be there with you wherever you are. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, I don't think you have to kind of, like, I mean, and maybe that works for you, too, to just sort of consciously choose that you're going to just feel the feelings for this you know, or like, or like mope in something, but there are ways to fill and you can fill those emotional moments with things that aid you or, or even enhance the experience to make it more like, like music, for example. Yes. That, that can help you sit, um, and exist, but it's also such an awesome, potent time to like, delve into other people's stories and find what you relate to and like kind of like connect on some level you know like I feel like I feel like it's almost a a time of intuition and like Mm -hmm. intuitive um connecting and stuff but also this is a little off track but what's popping up in my head when you were saying that earlier um about how we are kind of and how we are sort of conditioned in some ways to to focus less on the emotional side of things, I think that makes a lot of sense in the society that we have right mm-hmm. now, which is very, like, obviously, like, masculine-dominated and, like... I was literally going to bring that up about... It feels like we don't value a lot of, like, the feminine, like, mm-hmm. you know, kind of aspects. And I think a lot of that has to do with feeling and being and receiving. Yeah. And if we're always, like, do, do, do... And that's what we value. I've, I've had f- moments before where, like, I want to feel something, but it doesn't seem productive. So it feels, like, invalid. You know what I mean? Or seems invalid. Um, I've had, yeah. 
Then, yeah. Yeah. Well, it's interesting. Productive. Productivity in that sense. Like, yeah. I mean, surely there are times or certain situations that come up where it might not serve us to go into a really particularly, like, negative or low vibing feeling. Right. You know, like, but I think, I think labeling feelings is kind of where it starts to get really hard because they're not, they're always random and they don't, they might not even be coming from like a really concrete part of your personality. They could just be like floating around in the world and you're just picking it up. Like, right. They are very like constantly changing. Yeah. There, there just isn't a way to like. Like, <laughs> um, like rapid I, hand movement. That Buddhist saying about the river and the bucket, and like trying to like get the river in the bucket, and then you see in the bucket the water is still again because you can't really capture a flowing river in a bucket. You know what I'm right. saying? Yeah, kind of. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't know. It's it is interesting because today, so I let myself feel all the feelings. And it felt so much better. And I realized all the things that, like, came into my mind that I wanted to fill with, I didn't really want. Like, they would have all felt unfulfilling. So when you did decide to let yourself feel the feelings, like, what did that end up looking like for you? Yeah, um, it really ended up looking like I laid on my bed for a few minutes. Mm -hmm. That was very different. Mm -hmm. Um... Like, in the middle of the day, I just lied on my bed and, like, let myself... Like, instead of being, like, I'm going to go on Instagram. Or yeah. I'm going to, like, ma- like cook something. Or I'm going to, like, go outside and do all the things that I need to do chores-wise. Mm-hmm. I was, like, what I really want to do is, like, lie on my bed and, like, feel mopey for a second. And I, like, let myself have that instead of feeling like there was something wrong with that and it actually felt so much better because I feel like yeah everything else I think would have um just pushed it away like it wouldn't have gone down it would have just pushed everything deeper so like in the times where I've needed to just lie in my bed and do nothing for a little bit and like be sad Mm um I've in the past like tried to instead pile all these things on top of it all these things to do and all it makes me is restless um, and slowing down seems scarier and scarier because hmm. it feels like I'm disconnected from what's underneath, but then that underneath feeling feels like ominous. I imagine like a very nice balance of the two, of of the doing and the, the feeling where yeah. you can just like exist, like you can go about your chores, you can go about these things, and it's from like a connected like place yeah you know I think that's ultimately the goal like if we're balancing like it's hard doing and receiving and being and like masculine feminine is to do both because I don't fear that if I if I go into feeling I'm never gonna want to do something again you know totally um that's good yeah uh (laughs) but what I have noticed is like the times where I'm really really consuming a lot like content wise and like activity wise um it's interesting how less 
how much harder it is to slow down and how much harder it is to feel satisfied because it's like when you add screens, like this is a good metaphor for it. Like, you know, you start watching TV, but then if you start watching TV and going on your laptop and typing stuff, and then you're watching TV on your laptop, but because you're still needing to fill stuff, you end up getting on your phone too. And then you have three screens in front of you and you're still not feeling fulfilled and you're still feeling like restless. And I think that really comes from the place of not being able to slow down and get to the core and that like just that need to like consume or not realizing that you're you can or that you're capable or it seems scary to do so like it seems like then taking away the screens let's say and sitting down to like black mirror meditate or something uh then feels actually scary or like feels so boring or you know all these different things because you have to like get out of that consumption yeah which is kind of exactly what society wants <laughs> not to go into a whole other dimension of a negative let's talk about the man let's talk about the man the man the man uh, no i'm i th- i think it's it's so interesting this is like the earthiness that i love about you because your perspective and my perspective we create this like really awesome mud mud <laughs> magic mud mask Basically, I did that today. But I, I'm, you know, I'm kind of trying to take that emotional experience I have, um, and find something stable in it. Like I'm, because as, as yeah. a musician, um, at least right now, that's what I'm focused on, and um, and I'm kind of trying to find a new way to relate to it because what's happened is 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 using my emotional experience. And trying to make it something like that I can tangibly grab on command uh-huh. and produce something on command. To create To from express it, yeah. from it on command and to be able to produce a product mm. of these things feels so um, draining and hard. And so I've kind of have had to like find a balance between the doing and the feeling like with my art yeah. and that's been like kind of a hard thing to to come to terms with because um it just creates there's a there's a lot of pressure and stuff like that yes yeah I that actually I'm really glad you brought that up because I wanted to tie in creativity to yeah it with what um yeah where the balance is I what? I need a blanket. <laughs> <laughs> I love you. <laughs> I hope that the people See, heard I that whisper. I always need to get to the core, the root. <laughs> if the you guys didn't point. hear, can I tell them what? Yeah, you can tell them. Lily was like, whisper to me. She was like, I need a point. <laughs> <laughs> I, need, I need a point to work off of. Because um. otherwise I can just treat this like therapy and start going on and on in like a endless ramble about everything that I I think of and feel on a basis of creativity honestly this episode is kind of like that because I already I'm coming into it like (laughs) this place where like I was on a drive and I had this idea for a podcast episode because it's so important and I'm but I'm like in a place where I'm feeling so much today and it's well then let it be let this be feeling time and let's let us (laughs) let us invite the listeners to to sit with us on this journey of discovering the true point 
I love that. Yeah. Let everyone tell us what you feel right now. <laughs> oh, you feel sad? That's okay. Just lie down. Oh, you're angry? Good. Go through a Hit plate. Hit something. <laughs> uh, not something that is consenting to you hitting it. <laughs> um, anyways. Anyways. Well, actually, so I do want to bring this back yeah, down yeah, to yeah. a point. Sure. Um, now that you mention it. The reason why I think this is really important and why I want to talk about it um, and why I think I'll continue to talk about it um, going forward uh, is I, I really believe that like embodiment um, is so beneficial to being with horses. And, and when, so when you say embodiment in that sense, you mean the embodiment of your feelings or the embodiment of yourself or just... Yeah. So this is what I've kind of been working with recently. Yeah. I've been really asking myself, like, what is embodiment? You know, like, what does it mean to to really be embodied? Um, and I think my definition is really deepening. And what I've realized the past few weeks is that being in connection with your feelings is a really big part of embodiment. Um, I've also been kind of working with the idea of being the subject in your life rather than being the object, which I, that I might say oh. for another, or unless we feel like talking about it. Um, so to me, the idea of being the subject in your life versus being the object in your life has to do with either thinking about how people are seeing you versus being the seer so for instance let's say with body image right um and self-consciousness around your body i think women in particular have been taught to focus more on how they're being perceived rather than perceiving themselves so worrying like does this boy think i'm cute or does this girl think i'm cute you know whichever mm -hmm. um versus do I think that boy is cute or do I think that girl is cute just being in this different way of rather than what does my body look like right now to how does my body feel right now it's crazy how simple and dramatic that is like <laughs> it's just crazy how true that is yeah from objectification it's to just so embodiment. freaking true being the subject of your life I'm glad you feel that. I feel, I'm glad that's your reaction to this because this realization to me this past week has been like mon oh, monumental. How could it not? I feel like that's something now that's planted in my head. I'm going to be thinking about that all week. <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah. So I've been, I think that, you know, in the same way that like, I think horses have been very objectified, right? You mm -hmm. know, horses have been used for their bodies, mm -hmm. seen as objects and, and used, you know, and... Um, and that's why I think you get a lot of broken horses that are disembodied. And I think women have gone through something very similar, that they've been kind of used for their bodies. And even if they're not being used and they haven't gone through, you know, let, let's say abuse, there's this cultural image of like looking at a woman um, for, and having her be like the object that we're looking at, sexual uh, objectification or mm. like beauty mm -hmm. you know objectification versus what is the woman's experience and is she embodied in her own experience and is she the subject of her own life and I think that's one of the reasons why horses and women are actually very paralleled in totally. their journey and also very like 
I think we feel that in some way off each other, you know? And so I have worked with horses, you know, horses that are broken, quote unquote, traditionally, and they're Mm. usually disembodied. They're kind of out of their, their experience in like a really embodied way. A shutdown horse is like kind of vacant and not necessarily like as in their movement, you know? And then, you know, compared to the nature of the horse, which is really embodied, you know, a natural horse is like fully in their body, fully feeling their power. You can see it in their movement. And I think the same goes with people. So I've been kind of wondering, like, how do I switch from a place that is kind of more seeing myself as an object in the light in my life or, you know, objecting my objectifying myself in life versus how do I really become the subject of my life and I think the key is embodiment in many ways so I've been kind of playing around with that the past couple weeks it's really powerful thanks thanks I've I've been feeling like it's been powerful for me yeah and that's why I'm wondering like that has spurred on the question how do we get embodied well I think the detachment from our feelings is probably just one of several um, yeah. important things that have to do with how connected we are to ourselves. And I think when we're more detached from our feelings, we are more susceptible to um, being detached from ourselves. And then that yes. plays out in our relationships and in our consuming things. And like I feel like that's almost like the want. Like, mm-hmm. like we're more we're more malleable, more controllable, you know, when we're disembodied. So yes, I really think that when you're disembodied, you're far easier to control. Yeah, totally. Because if you're embodied, you are yourself, Mm -hmm. you are like fully self. And someone who is fully knows themselves or is in themselves is harder to control. Which is why you get And I think there's so much fear around and around the actual feelings like we're afraid of what we will feel if we lose someone. We're afraid of what we will, you know, like we're afraid of the feelings, like the pain or depression Mm -hmm. or like what the feelings could mean if we were to really look at them and what that could mean for our lives and stuff. But like actually feeling them becomes a really beautiful experience that connects you to yourself. And because it connects you to yourself, it has the ability to connect you to pretty much every life there is. Yeah. Not even just humans, like obviously to horses and the animals and plants and just consciousness in general. Like I feel like coming, coming into your feelings and, and having compassion for those feelings, that's something you've taught me. Like I've always, I've always existed through my feelings, but I haven't always had compassion toward my feelings. Mm -hmm. I think the second layer to that is having compassion toward them, understanding them and being open to them so that you can really, you can embody them through love as opposed to just like, as opposed to just not love. (laughs) (laughs) I completely agree. That feels to me like, like how I've felt about feelings because I can relate to like thinking that feelings are somehow wrong or I shouldn't feel bad feelings because then I won't be positive or something or, Mm -hmm. you know, they might bring me down. I think all of that, or, or for me, also, like, anger. I thought anger in some way was, like, bad, you know? Because I'm not a naturally angry person. But yeah, I understand em- that. Bracing my anger has been really helpful because to shun it or to hate it 
in some way is a rejection of myself and is less embodied. And I think that when we stop rejecting, mm. you know, rejection to yourself, yeah. yeah, all these different aspects, whether it's emotional, like rejecting our emotions or rejecting the qualities in ourselves that we don't like as much, you know, yeah. the less we reject that, I think the more whole we become. Accepting all of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The whole shebang. And you've really helped me with the emotional part because I think I have learned so much from you about about living through your emotions and not just rejecting them and also seeing like the complete beauty and uh, yeah that almost like I feel like there's less suffering and actually feeling the feelings than trying to ignore them I agree you know I went through a very long relationship where I chose like I was so afraid of what was gonna happen if you know I I knew I knew things weren't right I was Mm -hmm. really afraid of what could happen what I could feel the lowest of the low I could possibly experience if I were to actually choose to be aligned with what my higher self was telling me you know and to like leave you mean and yeah and to leave and once that actually once that choice point was visible and I could see it and I could see the other side you know, mm-hmm. and I went with that, the pain became a really, like, sort of sweet sort of pain. Like, I, I don't really know how to explain it. It was, it was horrible. It was really difficult. But I felt so affirmed by love and by the universe and the goddess and just, like, myself that you know, there was something really connecting to myself about it. And that was a really important lesson, I think. Yeah. You know, a really important lesson. Yeah. Like even through the pain, there's a bliss about connecting there to yourself. Is. There is a bliss in it. And knowing like, this is what I've been afraid of for so long and I'm feeling it and I'm okay. Yeah. You know, oh, it's just a feeling. I'm just feeling it. You know, I'm not, I'm not yeah. literally ill. I'm not, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I'm, I'm just it's having a, you, a really actually. intense feeling and, and I don't really have, there's no other cure really, but to just feel it. And there's something really comforting about that. You, there's no alternative. There's no, like, you can't make a wrong decision. You can't make a mistake. You just feel it. Yeah. And it's, that's the only thing there is to do. You can't, it's, so it's right. You know what I mean? <laughs> Yeah, see, like, this is where I want to ask you because I, I love this about you. And this might be a little too, like, like practical or something. But, like, how do you feel? Like, what does it look like to feel that um, for you? What I don't... Mean? I mean, that's, a, that's, like, a kind of hard thing that I feel like sort of depends from person to person because... That's like, what does my emotional experience look like? I don't know what it's like in the phys- in this like physical way of mm-hmm. living, you know? I mean, liter- literally what that looked like was I chose to honor my experience by putting up pictures of that relationship everywhere and really allowing myself to... I kind of put them in my altar space. I made it feel like ritualistic mm-hmm. and I just kind of... I, I, I made a playlist of all of the saddest music, like mm-hmm. like all the Call Me By Your Name music. All yeah. the, you know, I made like a whole uh, playlist of that. And I really just, 
I wasn't thinking very much. Yeah. And I, but I, but that also, Mosey, wasn't like a, like a conscious decision. Like, yeah, you I didn't like... really like decide not to think. It just sort of came over me like I needed to. It, it felt like an experience that was kind of almost outside of myself. That was kind of like gently giving me permission to just feel it. You know what I mean? And I'm <coughs> definitely not, I don't have that all the time. You know, and sometimes when I'm sitting on the porch, I'm just, I'm actually just thinking and over stewing and things like that's the hard thing is when you sit down to well, feel or sit down to think. Exactly. <laughs> well, and that's the difference, but like trying this is where I am now is like trying to, some, to decipher feelings from energy. It's actually a thing. Like sometimes <laughs> I'm actually having a feeling and sometimes there's, I'm just like, it's just like energy affecting me and I don't like know. It's really confusing sometimes. And I, and I also, I use thinking to detach from my feelings too, instead of feeling yeah. them. I try to, I feel that if a lot I spend me. time trying to like analyze and where the feeling's coming from, maybe if I get to the root of the feeling and I'm thinking about the feeling, but I'm not really actually feeling the feeling when I'm doing that, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Oh, do I relate to that? Yeah. I, that's <laughs> I, been... I have a feeling a lot of people do. Yeah. Cause I, cause that's almost like when I was thinking about all the different things we consume, mm-hmm. you know, to kind of block out the feeling. I was thinking thoughts are really because I can just sit down and like but just think and think. And what's and like, important though is like that's not wrong. No. Yeah. yeah. It's just like it's just like a nice thing to recognize every now and then if you catch yourself doing it, like oh. Yeah. And I, then just kind of like gently come back to. I'm glad you also mentioned that because I do think one of the biggest keys to me being more in touch with my actual feeling has been having compassion and forgiveness almost for any of the time where I feel like. I'm numbing, you know, yeah. if I, if I know I'm numbing, not to be like, oh gosh, Mosey, you're numbing and that sucks and, and instead being like, that's okay. Like everyone does and you can have compassion. Your awareness that. of that has been the most liberating thing for me in the world. Like having that awareness of like when to have, when to have compassion and, and kind of being able to zoom out and see a bigger picture of like how you're treating yourself. Like mm-hmm. that, that is something that I think everyone should be or can be cultivating because it's really liberating and I think really just coming from the intention of compassion in that sense is what's going to unlock all of your feelings yeah and unlock that that ability or I don't want to call it an ability it's to just sit with your feelings it's not an ability it's just muscle it's one of those universal things that the English language can't quite Grass. Grass. <laughs> and I don't know if it's really meant to because it's the kind of thing it's like in in the alchemist, it's like the language of the world. It's it's the kind of thing <laughs> it's the kind of thing that you like see in another person's eyes or like or like you know, you yeah. sense it. It's just sort of like a, a consciousness thing. <laughs> I'm literally putting my fa- my hand on my dog's face so he doesn't make noise. <laughs> <laughs> and he doesn't mind it. Um, but he's I have to say, I, I, I'm sorry, everyone. My audio quality has not been the best the past few times because we are moving and I'm still getting the podcast room like set up. So we'll have hopefully crystal clear, amazing audio coming soon. But right now it's all like covered in dog. It's like wherever I can find a place to set up. Oh, my Lord. Oh, God. Hold on. Oh, man. 
my foot's asleep. Oh, actually, that leads me to my next point. <laughs> um, along with like feeling like emotional embodiment, I've been really thinking about um, like physical embodiment in the same way that we don't always feel the extent of our like sensory exper- experience. And I think that that is why something like yoga for me recently um, as a way to get re-embodied and just to get more in touch with my body's feelings um, has also been really, really wonderful. And I I live with you, so I know a lot of your, oh. um, <laughs> a lot of like, you know, your rituals and things like that and mm-hmm. what you do. And something, I hope it's okay to put this on the podcast, but yeah. you can tell me not, but something I love and so much and have watched you cultivate over the past couple of years is this time you spend on your yoga mat where you just feel out your body. And I feel like every single day you like get re-embodied and you like mm. feel into your muscles and it looks like the most natural thing. Um, and it inspires me a lot. And I'd really like to just kind of talk about that a little bit. Yeah. Um, well, that's okay. Okay. <laughs> I think there's something like, you know when you're a kid and there's something really magical about floors? Yes. See, that's what I feel from you. You're yeah. like a kid rolling like, around on your back. There's something about like the floor that yeah. is like you want to be barefoot and slap your feet around on the wood or you want to like roll around on the in the carpet on like a yes. Saturday morning. Do you know? Yes. This is exactly yeah. what I'm talking it's like, about. It's like yes. a... It's grounding. And yeah. I'm like... A very I have a hard time getting grounded and like maintaining that um, but I've always been um, I've always been uh, Should I let him out yeah commercial break hold on actually there's no commercials it almost satisfies like a nostalgic part of me that wants to like play with my things yeah. and slap around on the floor and roll and like for me now that's become like Wicca. So like my candles and my sticks and my water, my magic water and my plants and you know, or like, I think it's it's something that I've just kind of started to do um, to maintain equilibrium in some sense. I think I've actually been doing that um, most of my life but it's only just been becoming just to, on the outside a more ritualistic um, looking thing that right like I never um, it wasn't always like a healthy thing <laughs> like sometimes I would I don't know if I should like that's okay whatever you want to share yeah well I mean <laughs> it used to be like I'd come home and have a cigarette and like you know, I would listen to kind of like grungy music or like, right. it's, it, that was like the same kind of thing to me. Um, and now it's, it's just being on the floor. I don't know. It, it's, it's being on the floor. Um, I like it because, cause sometimes I have a hard time with, Cause I love yoga so much and meditation so much. And sometimes I have a hard time sticking with structure. I need some kind of structure, mm-hmm. but I have a hard time sticking to like routine in that sense. Yes. Um, and so it's almost like having that time by the altar at night is 
is has naturally become a routine because I allow it to be not routine. Yes. If that makes sense. It does. I don't like once I'm there, that's all that counts. Like yeah. I don't have to actually do full a full yoga. I don't have to like actually sit and fully meditate. It's like already a meditative experience. Yeah. And um and I can kind of do whatever. Like and and it's kind of become very I think necessary I actually sleep less well when I don't have that time now yeah it to me is so free and I think because un you know structure with like yoga and meditation can be wonderful but it can be there is something so childlike and returning back to your childhood like natural desire to move yeah that I see what you do and it like thank you and I I want it because I remember it. I remember it. Is, it is like a nostalgic thing. Yeah. Like, How I remember like being a kid. And when you're a kid, I think there is such wonder in just moving your body and yeah. in being in your body. And like, yeah, like kind of rolling around on the floor or like doing somersaults or like, you know, pushing your legs back and forth, yeah. you know, like moving them around, whatever it is, um, really getting in tune with what your body wants. And yeah. that's what I think you do. And it's something that I actually really now want to cultivate more because I think another big difference for me, and, and this is something I guess I'll just get personal. Yeah. Sometimes with exercise, because exercise can embody you, you know. Totally. Sometimes with exercise, it's hard for me to get to the core of my, my intention because some part of me wants to go to the place of well, if you do this exercise, you'll be quote unquote healthy and like that might look better, you know, versus I'm doing this exercise purely because it feels good and purely for me being the subject in that way. And that sometimes is I'll want to go in with like being the subject, you know, like being like I'm doing this because it feels good. But I won't, but I'll, I can sense my my intention's not fully there. Like there's an intention too that has to do more with other people and how I'm being perceived. And I want to, and I think I'm starting to very gently with myself, very from a compassionate place, like ask myself, what is it to ask your body what you want and to move from a place of joy instead that of expectation? That is an amazing way to start with that. Yeah. How did... Because I kind of watched you start to become more ritualistic with this. Mm-hmm. How did you really discover that? Like, how did it become... Um, I discovered that because I actually have a really hard time um, letting things unfold naturally. Like, mm-hmm. I, in some areas I do. Um, but I kind of just... I liked I like how it felt to have even if like a 15-minute period of time where I could let something unfold... Mm-hmm. naturally so like just I I knew I knew for me it actually started with materials like the altar itself the uh-huh. table itself um the feeling that that table uh gave me um kind of like when you're again like a kid and you're sort of setting up your dolls in a nice way or like yeah or like you're, you're kind of enchanted you're, you're enchanted with your mom's items that she has or like it, it started with materialistic things that, that felt like like warming to me. And mm-hmm. then I would tell myself, oh, that warming feeling, that is the goddessy feeling. Like, 
that warming feeling is the feeling of me feeling good in myself. And I would just sort of tell myself that over time, I just start to fully like over, over time, the experience of sitting there, um, of being there, of touching that wood of just, I, I tell myself that that feeling is the me feeling is the goddess feeling is the lily feeling. Right. Right. So then the more I start to just embody that, then everything in that experience, in that zone I'm in, becomes part of it. Like any thought that comes in, I tell myself that is a goddess thought I'm thinking right now. She's right. talking to me. And you use goddess like as like, so you're, you use goddess and meaning like the feminine. Yeah. And meaning, and the feminine, the earth, the, my inner wisdom, my inner self, yes. my soul. And it could be whatever someone yeah. wants to be. It can be like totally. yourself too. Yeah. But it's, I love it. Is, yeah. To me, to me, like, um, I, I'm still developing my relationship with that, but I, I like to think of the goddess energy as something that I embody. It's like, it's like a goddess energy that I embody that. So therefore it is me. Yeah. To, you know, it's all of us. And you're getting in touch with Yeah. That. And just kind of getting in touch with that. But I, sometimes I also like to imagine like a deity and like, yeah. um, but, uh, yeah. And I just, I just kind of. I just sort of feel like everything, when I'm in that zone, everything I'm receiving, um, any idea, any word I want to jot down, any um, emotion that might come up, sometimes that does, or any, like if I do an oracle card reading, everything is sacred in that, in that, and like, I don't really, I just know that, like, I haven't really chosen that, I mean, maybe I have on, on some level, I don't know. But I think giving myself that space where things just sort of can um, happen outside of me, and but they're through me, that makes sense. Like, yeah. I'm not really controlling how I perceive that, and I don't really feel um, attached to it having to be any particular way. It just sort of, like, is. Yeah. Um, but But what's cool is I think... When I because I have that time with myself, I also feel like it's easier to see what other people do that is exactly the same as what I do, but just their own way. Like, mm-hmm. like my dad, for example, he is really into trains, mm-hmm. and he spent a lot of time building this like model train set that he plays with. It's the same thing. Like, yeah, that is his goddess time. Like, I know, like yeah. that is that is his time, and like I see, I've always thought like. When I go out with the horses with you at night, that is your goddess time. Oh my gosh. Like when you're sitting out there under the moon and yeah. you're just kind of standing around with them or, or walking around them or near them and they're kind of like engaging with you and you're looking at them and you're just kind of having this experience. Like I've interpreted that as, as goddess time. You that know? is like my goddess that time is your or goddess embodied time. time. It's, it's really like time of tapping back into wonder too yeah like just being it is being it's probably my my time outside at night with the horses is my most present time and my most connected to just and it is a ritual I feel like that is a very ritualistic spiritual time for you where you're really deeply like yeah you're there when you're there you know you know what I love about what you're saying and what I'm thinking now with all of all the different things you're you know, all the different ways people can embody this, right? Mm. Um, 
is that it has so much more to do with leaning into joy and what feels good than it has to do with expectation or has to do with what we should be doing or has to do with guilt because sometimes like I'd want to get into like let's say a meditation practice but my motivation was like I should be doing this so whenever I didn't do it there was guilt and that was never sustainable Mm. versus going out with the horses for me at night although right now we've moved and I haven't done it with them and I think I've missed that a lot um that comes from a place of non-expectation of just going out and seeing what there is to be and it's only been when I've made it an expectation when I've made it that I need to go out every single night because I should do this that then it becomes harder to keep up yeah but leaning into joy and leaning into what feels good being the subject that's feeling and doing what is feels great versus or maybe just feels in general maybe it doesn't even have to feel great maybe it's just the feeling the bliss of feeling um, rather than doing what you're supposed to and doing that. I think that's kind of this I think like difference. an interesting way for people to become more in touch with that feeling mm-hmm. is like, like for me, for example, with religion, you know, that mm-hmm. was never introduced to me growing up. Like I, I've kind of taken on my own curiosity mm-hmm. about Wicca and about these things and, um, I think there's really something to having, like, a curiosity of yours. Like, I'm just going to use the example right now of, like, drawing or embroidery even. Mm -hmm. Like, when you have something that you're curious about that no one knows you're curious about it, no one has ever seen you do it, no one has ever associated you with this task, no one knows anything about it, but you kind of have a curiosity about it and you start to try it and you start to work at it. Like, the feelings that grow around that, that is the, like, you feeling, the goddess feeling. Like, the things that you follow that are intimate with yourself that people don't necessarily need to know, but also just don't, aren't, like, aware, not on their radar, like, you know, like, and then when you, because you really are free then of of other things. You're just in your own experience. It's just you and that feeling, you know, and that experience. I think it's a good way to like start to train yourself to to be able to notice when you have that feeling because then you can find that feeling in other things like foods you try or like songs you hear or people you talk to you hear them describe something they're doing and you're like oh I know that feeling you're talking about it's it becomes like a connecting a tool or something I love that that's really making me I've really figured that out, like, just in the, like, this year, I feel like I've started to really understand the thing, like, watching you, actually, with the, with the diving stuff you were doing, or, like, like, little things that you've been just trying, I, I feel like I always had the expectation on me, the, the really big burden of my huge dream, like, my, my big musical endeavors, like, I have my thing that's mine that people know me for, and I'm gonna excel at that. And everything else is just a little hobby, you know? Yeah. But I follow my curiosity about Egypt or like I'll follow my curiosity about uh, or about Wicca or about embroidery or like, you know? Yeah. Like no one freaking cares about those things of like what I'm doing, you know? that I do that because I am actually just kind of interested and in it. And then you're free. Yeah. And then you're free in it. 
And then you learn, and then you have that confidence of like yeah, these things that make up that that contribute to making up my personality in some ways. Like, I love this because I don't, I hadn't thought about how sometimes the things we're like expected to be doing or the mm-hmm. things we're good at become expectations and become somewhat limited versus the freedom to like really follow curiosity. I I love that yeah I think it's important it's like yoga for the mind or something yeah and that's like following the good feeling and the embodiment and and to bring this back to horses why all of this inspires me so much with horses is because I really believe that when we're feeling embodied it's most easy to connect with them so when I'm out at night with the horses like and we talked about that being the time I'm really like connected to myself and really embodied that is also the time that I think of that I am most connected with the horses and I've always felt that way that when I go out at night and it's just me and them or it's me and them and friends or whatever I'm like they must deeply connected to them yeah yeah I think they do I'm sure they sense that yeah that's why I think letting go of expectation like like for me there's a lot of expectation has built up around the horses you know of who I'm supposed to be with that what I'm supposed to be doing with that and the more I am like following my curiosity of what interests me around horses versus what I'm supposed to be around horses or do around horses, the more re-inspired by horses I am. And the mm-hmm. more I'm actually inspired to go out with them and the more inspired I am to play really. Mm-hmm. In a, and not in the traditional sense that I thought of as playing like with training, but like to play in the sense that I'm just going to follow curiosity and try new things. And be there for in myself and in my experience rather than how does my experience look. Yeah. I like thinking of it like intimacy. It is like self-intimacy. Yeah. That's Intimacy with your experiences and... Yeah. You know? Man, Lily, thank you so much for recording this with me. You're welcome. I love you so much. We have a humor thing coming up. We do. We're going to do something humorous. We have to. Yeah, we do. Obviously. Um, Well, so Lily, if people want to find you, where can they find you? And also, where can they find your music? Because I know... I have uh, my Instagram. It's Lily Misher. That's M-I-S-C-H-E-R. And my name has two L's. L-I-L-L-Y. Yeah. Um, And on there, there's a link to my band camp um, with my EP from the summer on it. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, definitely go check out that. That's called Summer Nights, right? Summer Nights. It's about the ranch, pretty much, and my experience there over the summer. And it has a lot to do with feeling things. <laughs> I love your music so much. Thank and you. people have been really curious. They've I've gotten so many DMs Thank about you. your music. I will you know it'd be really good to release an MP three of the horse song soon. Okay, yeah, I was I didn't want to press you with that, but no, like please. so many people have asked where they can find the song Horse, which is the theme song to this podcast. Let's just say I'll drop a little MP3 of that soon. <laughs> soon. <laughs> well, awesome. Awesome. Um, everyone, thank you so much for listening. And uh, if you like this episode and feel like rating or subscribing, um, yeah, that, that would be wonderful. And I really appreciate it. So, yeah, I guess I'll see you guys all next week. And let's cue Lily's song. Here you go. Bye.